Welcome to the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. Every week we examine a chapter from the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. You can find our weekly content by searching Adams Road Podcast on your podcast app. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 4, verses 13 through 22. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and had perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. They recognized that they had been with Jesus. Seeing the man who was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do with these men? Because indeed a notable miracle has been done through them, as can be plainly seen by all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we can't deny it. But so that this spreads no further among the people, let's threaten them that from now on they don't speak to anyone in this name. They called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor to teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, judge for yourselves, for we can't help telling the things which we saw and heard. When they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them, because of the people, for everyone glorified God for that which was done. For the man on whom this miracle of healing was performed was more than forty years old. Last week we looked at the first four verses of Acts chapter 4, and today we're going to continue on here starting in verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and had perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. They recognized that they had been with Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1, verses 26 through 27, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. Peter and John, as we've mentioned in previous podcast episodes, were uneducated fishermen. They were not at all impressive in the eyes of the world. But as mentioned in Acts 4.13, they had been with Jesus. I mean, I could say the same thing about myself and uh, many Christian brothers and sisters I know. <laughs> not many of us are wise, impressive, or qualified according to the world standard. Man, it's actually borderline hilarious when I consider the crew of misfits that is our ministry team. I mean, starting with myself first and foremost. But you know what? We know Jesus. Somehow, in our weakness and foolishness, His greatness is magnified. I've learned the hard lesson many times not to take myself so seriously. What I mean is, I think it's okay to laugh at ourselves from time to time. Sometimes I just got to take a step back and relax. <laughs> take a chill pill. Remember, it's all about Jesus, not about me. Take the pressure off myself to do it all and to make things happen. Rest in Christ. Trust in Jesus. Got to just let Him work through me. Wait on the Holy Spirit. I have to remember not to worry about how the world perceives me. Just got to spend time with Jesus. 
drop the ego, drop the facade, decrease so he can increase in me. Why did the rulers marvel regarding Peter and John? What did they find so perplexing? Those unlearned Galilean blue-collared misfits were speaking boldly with authority and conviction, and God was somehow using them to turn the world on its head. Starting in verse 14, seeing the man who was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do with these men? Because indeed a notable miracle has been done through them, as can be plainly seen by all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we can't deny it. It appears these guys really wanted to convict Peter and John and probably get rid of them for good, but they knew they wouldn't have had the backing of the crowd to get away with it. I mean, a miracle was done through these apostles' hands in the sight of all. Even they couldn't deny the miracle, further evidence of their corruption. So they're unable to deny the miracle, but more than willing to deny the God who worked the miracle. As much as these guys hated Peter and John and the Christian movement, they apparently still had their limits to what they would do, seeing they loved their power and their seats and were crowd pleasers. Moving on, starting in verse 17, but so that this spreads no further among the people, let's threaten them that from now on they don't speak to anyone in this name. They called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. All right, so these guys sought to thwart what God was working through these men by intimidating them with threats. Moreover, they tried to use their position of authority to issue like a mandate in an effort to stomp out this new movement of Christianity. Now, Romans 13 verse one instructs, we are to be subject to the governing authorities. Generally speaking, this is the case. But, but I think Acts 4.13 here brings some insight, nuance, and maybe some balance regarding this idea of submitting to authority. See how Peter and John respond to the command of the Jewish leaders for them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Verse 19, But Peter and John answered them, Whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, judge for yourselves for we can't help telling the things which we saw and heard. We see here Peter and John rejecting governmental authority to be in subjection to a higher authority, God himself. When any authority compels us to disobey God, we must choose to obey God rather than men. Verse 21 and on. When they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people for everyone glorified God for that which was done. For the man on whom this miracle of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. Again, we see the rulers here unmoved by an obvious miracle of God, yet responding to public opinion. They seemed to fear men. No evidence here they feared God. Ever do the quote-unquote right thing, but for the wrong reason? As a teenager, I remember there were times that out of necessity, I obeyed my parents. Not because I wanted to do the right thing per se, 
but because I fear the repercussions of my rebellion. The fear of consequences restrained me from following through with what my mind desired. In the case of these Jewish authorities here, it was of course justified that they should release and not punish Peter and John for performing a miracle and preaching in the name of Jesus. But the motivation behind why they came to this course of action wasn't pure, but rather in response to the people whom they feared. Sometimes I wonder if circumstances and environment at times prevent ungodly people from fully indulging every evil desire of the body and mind, almost as if at times certain external factors act as restraints that prevent more extreme expressions externally of what's going on in the heart of an individual. Over time, as people continually reject God, those restraints are removed from them. When God removes those restraints, for example, sinners naturally push the limits further and further into the depths of depraved, rebellious, and senseless actions. Isn't this what Paul writes about in both Romans 1 and 2 Thessalonians 2? For example, in 2 Thessalonians 2, starting in verse 9, For the coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan, with all power and false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore God sends them a strong delusion, so that they may believe what is false, in order that all may be condemned, who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And from Romans 1, starting in verse 21, Paul writes, For although they knew God, they did not honor Him as God, or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. And it goes on to say, starting in verse 28, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. All right, so in context of Acts chapter 4 again, bringing this full circle, these Jewish leaders, they had seen a miracle done in the name of Jesus. They had been challenged regarding the reality of their sin in rejecting their Messiah. Peter had declared the hope of the resurrection and invited all in their hearing to embrace Jesus, who is our salvation. Instead, we see here these leaders refusing to believe the truth and so be saved. In fact, they were commanding Peter and John not to speak in the name of Jesus. And if they could have gotten away with it, they probably would have made martyrs of Peter and John that day. Eventually, some would make martyrs out of them. Jesus prophesied in Matthew 23, regarding the corrupt Jewish authorities. He said, starting in verse 34, Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you'll kill and crucify, some you'll flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. We can perhaps view many of these events taking place in the book of Acts as direct fulfillments of words Jesus spoke during his earthly ministry. 
That was Great Commission from the Adams Road album, Great Commission. Laying along in the garden, he was troubled, even unto death, as like all the of our sins under the law. The old 
to was sprinkled with blood He was betrayed, tried, condemned Slapped in the face, denied, abandoned And led to the place of the skull There to hang on the cross for all For this purpose He came into the world Not to condemn but to save All people who would confess and have faith In His name, in His name Father, please forgive them, they don't know prayed as he was pleading our salvation from his hands and feet just for our iniquities he bore our sins in his body on the tree by his wounds we are healed for this purpose he came into the world not to That was Passion Song from the Adams Road album, Great Commission.
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Feel free to join us next week as we examine Acts chapter 4, verses 23 to 37. Grace and peace be with you all.